You're listening to the Madhouse podcast. Download it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from. And if you like, feel free to leave us a cheeky little review. But of course, please just leave us a review. Oi, creepy voice guy, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, to those among you who are easily frightened, we suggest you turn away now. To those of you who think they can take it, we say, welcome to the Madhouse. the madhouse the podcast fueled on hocus pocus and mumbo jumbo join us and bow down at the altar of the black mass i am your high priest jimmy and joining me is the acolyte who can summon all things dark fruits it's of course joey oi oi big boy how are you i'm all right good we've done the film devil rides out watched it yes Written some notes. Now we're going to talk yeah. about it. Okay. It's a uh, directed by Terence Fisher. This film made on a budget of £280,000. Cool. Blimey. And uh, I, I did the... Uh, I found a website that converts money from a past year to what it's worth now. Okay. Do you want to, do you want to take a guess? Mini Jimmy so, quiz. The, yeah, go on. Tell me the what was the total again? What was it? How much did it cost? Go on. 280,000. 280, that was the budget. 280,000. Yeah. Back in 1968. Yeah. Okay, so what that money would be now. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. I just want to get the rules. Um. Okay, so I'm going to say about 3 million. Ah, well, it's, it's, well, it's, it's a lot off, but it's quite close as well. It's 5 million. Fucking hell, five million. Yeah. That's extortionate. That's, That's big. Yeah. Uh, or is it? Half of it was probably just for uh, Christopher Lee's wages. Wow, he carried the film. Yeah. <laughs> he dropped a few bits along the way. <laughs> <laughs> so Terence Fisher, he... He did all the well. He did some of the Frankenstein's, didn't he? Yeah. Did the mummies, and he did some of the Draculas. Yeah. And he did Phantom of the Opera, as well, um, and some other ones, the Hammer Horror ones. Yeah, he's done a lot of Hammer Horror. I think he was more integral of just kind of remaking the Universal horror ones for Hammer. Yep. And. This is not my favourite one. What? Out of the all Hammer Horror Out of films? all Hammer. <laughs> okay, this got some really... Like, I, I, the, I've never seen it. Okay. And I read the reviews. Yeah. I thought, oh, fuck me. It's going to be good. Yeah. Because everyone's buzzing about it. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't that... That's not my favourite either. It's not my favourite. No. It's, it's actually probably towards the bottom of my... 
Hammer Horrors. Yeah, go on. Bottom quarter. <sighs> I like the Frankenstein. Yeah, I like uh, I like uh, Frankenstein's. Yep. Uh, <laughs> nice. Dracula... They, could, they couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't say Frankenstein in it. They weren't allowed to. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. To say Frankenstein. What? Uh, I mean, did anyone ask what Mary Shelley <laughs> thought of that at the time? <laughs> I'd really liked and has become one of my favourites, The Mummy, that we did. Okay, yeah, all right, fair enough. Have you got a gist of it for us? You have got a gist of it for us because you sent it to me. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've got the gist. Do you want to do the first line and I'll do the second ones? Ooh. I'm mixing it up a bit this time. Yeah. Only purely because I can't pronounce uh, Christopher Lee's character's Oh shit! You know I did read this and think oh, I'm glad I'm not saying that. Fine, but I'll I'll uh, cock it up for. Could both just of us. call him Nicholas because that's that's his like name, isn't it? Nicholas. It's like the Duke de Richelieu. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try his a full job. Oh yeah. You ready? Yeah. Okay. England, 1929. The Duke de Richelieu welcomes his old friend Rex that has flown to meet him and Simon Aaron, who is an old friend of theirs that had passed away, but charged them the task of watching the youngster. Nicholas and Rex unexpectedly unexpectedly visit Simon, who is throwing a party for 12 mysterious friends. Soon the Duke, who is proficient in magic, black magic, of course, learns that the guests are members of a satanic cult and Simon and his friend Tanith will be baptised by the powerful leader Mokata to save to serve the devil. The two friends abduct Simon and Tanith expecting to save their souls but Makata summons the angel of death and the goat of Mendes to help him in the battle between the forces of good and evil. Nicholas and friends, however, manage to defeat the high priest Mukato and his devil-worshipping clan, which somehow prompts time to be reset. And they all live happily ever after. Bish bash bosh, ask no questions. It's all sorted, tied up in a neat package. Yeah, and you've probably seen it, so you know exactly what we're talking about there. Yeah. Lovely. Now we've got that done, nice and quick. Nice and quick. Swift. Nice and quick. Move on to Frights and Delights. Yeah, let's do it. Frights and Delights. Join us again at the altar. We have one white hen and one black cock uh, hen. <laughs> it's Frights and Delights! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You got me almost hot under the collar. <laughs> well, that's what. Uh, well, we're, uh, we're we're taking our we're sacrificing our white hen and our black hen and our dignity. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> at the altar, so we can summon the goat of Mendes. Right. Well, Christopher Lee got this film made because he insisted that a film was made based on a weekly novel. And the novel chosen was The Devil Rides Out. Yeah, we did. We should have mentioned that from the get-go, that this, was, uh, this is a novel, shouldn't we? We should have said that, really. Yeah, so it was based on a book called The Devil Rides Out. There, yeah, we've done it. We told them now. <laughs> yeah. They, um, they, oh, what did they, they called it something, they called it The Devil's Brides in America. 
or the devil's bride because uh they thought it that if they put that out in america as the devil rides out everyone would think it was a cowboy film which is right actually yeah but they called it the devil's bride which makes no sense at all who Good is point. the devil's bride in this film yeah, I know, but if you maybe we should do we should do a little section one day in Frights and Delights where we we go through past films that we've done but that have had name changes. Yeah. In different countries and we'll see how they all stack up against each other. Yeah. Well, I, I'm calling the Devil Brides as being a crap name change. Yeah, Did... I mean, yeah, of course. It doesn't make any sense to this film. No one's trying to get married. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the cult leader was obviously the devil's bitch, but that's a totally different yeah. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, Devil Ride Out does sound like a a cowboy, a cowboy film, and Absolutely. a cowboy film that I would definitely watch. Yeah, but can you can you imagine uh, Christopher Lee on a horse and a, with a cowboy hat? That would be amazing. Yeah, but just doing that English accent. Yeah, he rocks up into a little little town. Yeah, <laughs> riding a side saddle. Yeah, <laughs> don't look at the eyes. <laughs> yeah, that guy looked at the eyes straight away. Um, <laughs> so Dennis Wheatley, who wrote the book, thought this was amazing, and uh, Christopher, uh, well, an amazing adaptation of his book, I should say. And Christopher Lee said it was his favorite Hammer horror film. Christopher Lee said this. He said it was one of one of his favorites. Favorite. I've written favorite. I think he said one of his favorites. Probably because he's got a lot of dialogue in this, doesn't he? Yeah, and it was his idea. And it was his idea. He doesn't have a lot of dialogue in the Draculas. Doesn't no. have a lot of dialogue in the Mummy. No. Mummy is a better what film. What was that fake? Uh, that was me trying uh... to do a Dracula face. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You don't know what it looked oh, like. Who was that you were doing there? That was me flabbergasted at myself. <laughs> All right. Okay. I saw it claimed that Leon Green's voice was dubbed over completely by Sarah Lawson, who played Marie, her husband. So Leon Green played Rex. But what I okay. couldn't find was any reason why. So take that little factoid with a pinch of salt. <laughs> but I thought okay. I'd ask you if you'd seen anything about it because I don't know why it would do it wasn't an accent thing he did it in English he has an English voice I don't get why it would be dubbed over um I did I did hear that but then I didn't notice it in the film it's usually really noticeable isn't it yeah when someone's dubbed because you can tell by looking at someone what they sound like yeah sort of maybe I might watch another clip later and see if it if it actually is yeah, noticeable. Uh, I've got a, a delight here that I thought was nice and cheeky, but uh, probably doesn't mean much to anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the rest of this podcast. Exactly. Hey! Always staying on target. <laughs> <laughs> Clips from this film appeared in the popular music video for Iron Maiden's Number of the Beast. Uh, the video... Contains clips from many, many horror films featuring beasts, uh, Nosferatu, yeah, Nosferatu and Godzilla, etc. Godzilla! And I've never watched that music video before. Uh, yeah, I, I made him one. Yeah, I probably won't again. But it was interesting to see once, to see the horror clips. 
Okay, fair enough. You'll like this one. Oh, okay. Before you jump in with one, I'm excited about this one. This is a delight. Probably the biggest have... delight. Okay, it's a... I'm going to have a guess. Has it got anything to do with hair pieces? No. Oh, God damn it. Okay. Is there a hair piece? It... Only that thing on um, Christopher Lee's chin. It... Is that not real? real? That's not real. Uh, well, talk to me about that in a minute. Because you're going to want to hear this. Okay. Or is that it? He had a fake... No, that's it. That's oh, okay. it. Yeah. <laughs> In the original novel, Jimmy, there were Satanists that wanted to start World War Three by finding and using the talisman set, which was pretty much a dick that had been mummified. Oh, yes. At the end of the book, the Duke beat the dick. <laughs> he thrashed it, went to town on it, you know, it basically sent it where the sun don't shine. <laughs> that didn't make the film because the uh, the British censors decided that the dick was beneath us. God uh, damn it! We decided to rise to the occasion <laughs> before the filmmakers m- could make a cock up. <laughs> Literally. Nice, very nice. Uh, like it. I think we should have a remake. Yeah, yeah, with the penis. Uh, yeah, the devil rides dick. <laughs> that's that. I, I bet you that's already a film. <laughs> I bet you that's already a film. Probably. Yeah, it's got to be. Right, have you got anything dick-based, hair-based, toupee-based? Oh, I've been a bit thrown off by the dick there. <laughs> it's not the first time you said that sentence. No, I know. Um, ah. Prove me right off. So, right, in the book, um, how do you say his name? Makoto. Makoto. Makata? Makato. 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 Anyway, the bad guy. The bad guy. The guy from Bond. Yeah. He's, uh, in the book, I thought, I think I read somewhere that he's sort of based on Alistair Crowley and that Dennis, is it Dennis Wheatley? Yeah. Wheatley? Wheatley. Wheatley. Got, uh, Wheatley got Crowley around to his house to have, like, dinner and stuff. Yeah. And then he, he based that character on Crowley, loosely. Okay. Oh, we don't need to talk about Alistair Crowley. There's a lot of podcasts out there that actually talk about it properly. I'm too drunk to talk about it. Just or to... research it. Can't be bothered. But I do have this thing that I saw. Okay. That's a real, a real uh, fright, I suppose. And it's not the real life Christian church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to explain that now. Um, We can do. We keep it as an in-joke. That's fine. Okay. We'll just keep it as an inside joke. All right. It's fine. So there was, I think this was a few years ago, not 2018, possibly 2019. Two girls ages 11 and 12 were arrested in Bartow, Florida uh, in a foiled plot to murder several of their classmates and drink their blood. Wow. Police say, yeah, police say the girls were caught with several blades, including a butcher knife, a paring knife, scissors, and a pizza cutter, 
as well as a goblet. And I don't think it was a goblet of rock. Uh, they told investigators they plan to kill as many students as possible and that they are practicing Satanists. That's not really the, the way to go. Um, uh, I have a question. Yeah, okay, go on. What was the pizza cutter for? Right, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm <laughs> going to bring it up at the end of this. Oh, okay, I'm glad no, you brought it up Just now. carry on then. No, do it, do it as you would, as you planned. Okay, Satanism was wrongfully thought to be a factor in several murder and abuse cases during the so-called satanic panic of the 1980s and 90s. The hysteria has mostly quietened, but once in a while another case pops up where Satanism is used in either by perpetrators as a justification for violence or by law enforcement and media as an explanation. Yep. Right, and then some... Uh, they got this uh, guy from the Satanic Temple to pop in and say something about it. I'm sure it will be established that these girls held no active role in any established form of religious Satanism. The major sects of which today are non-theistic, humanistic and anti-superstitious. That's from Lucian Greaves, spokesperson and co-founder of the Satanic Temple. He also says their distorted perspective of what Satanism is and their apparent supernatural belief in what Satan wants is almost certainly the product of a Christian upbringing, possibly of attempt at a tired, the devil made us do it defense. Right, Satanism and that is brilliant. Yeah. But it's not about going out and uh, killing yep. shit, basically. Yep. So it's like Satanism and people who deal with that shit are probably a hundred times better than all these Christian wankers. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't the satanic temple not really much to do with Satan? It's about anti-Christian religion. I don't really know. But it's about like they're all decent people. Do you know what I mean? They're all about accepting and being and helping. Yes. And it's yes. more of like a, an anarchy type thing. Like You don't want there to be a satanic thing, so we're doing it. I think and I know the satanic panic, like they were attacking bands. Uh, I think, uh, is it D Snyder? Is he Twisted Sister? <laughs> yep. Yeah. He was up in front of Congress because they, said they were uh, putting labels on CDs and stuff and it was fueled by this satanic panic thing. And they're saying that Twisted Sister was part of this satanic panic <laughs> thing. And they were like, You've clearly never listened to our lyrics. <laughs> You're yeah. doing it just because we're metal. Yeah. M metal. Yes. Um, anyway. Yeah. Both juveniles stated to detectives that they had been planning an attack on other students over the past couple of days. The policeman said they noted that they wanted to kill at least 15 people and were waiting in the bathroom to find smaller kids that they could overpower to be their victims. This is an 11 and a 12-year-old. Yeah, yeah, that's mental. So this, is, this is mental. At the home of one of the girls, investigators found a hand-drawn map of the middle school with the, the notion on it, go to kill in bathroom. Investigators also found conversations about the plot on the girls' telephones revealing that they planned to leave body parts at the entrance and then kill themselves. During the last conversation, one girl messaged the other, today is health lessons. Thanks, Satan. We are doing this in a bit. Jesus, what year was this? I think it was 2018, 
possibly 2020. Can't remember. And I don't know if you said where, but I'm guessing America. Bartow, Florida. Yeah. Anyway, let's go back to the point you made at the start. Yeah. What would they do with the pizza cutter? Yeah. Okay. So I get the, the knives. Stabby, stabby. Scissors. Cutty, cutty. Goblet. Drinky, drinky. Pizza cutter. I, now. There's one thing I can I, think of. I don't want to. I have. Right now. Uh, I have a pizza cutter and it doesn't even cut fucking pizza. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. I don't know terrible. what they. I don't know what the fuck they're going to be doing with it, unless like pizza cutters are better in America because they've had a lot more pizza. But mine doesn't cut shit. No, you have to put more force down with a pizza cutter sometimes than you would with a knife. Yeah, I know someone who cuts their pizza with scissors. I fucking hate that. I can't stand that. It's very strange, isn't it? I hate that. I hate it. It's... I I feel physically sick now. Yeah. It's very. It is a weird thing to do, cutting your pizza with scissors. But cutting a person with pizza cutter is that even weirder? I don't think you could do it. I just don't think you can do it. Was it for penises? Well, no, because the penises are going to be very small. Because this is these. This is this is a school where there's eleven and twelve year olds. The penises will be very tiny. <laughs> That's what the scissors are for. <laughs> All right. Well. Maybe they were going to have a pizza. Uh, well, no, because they were going to eat the they were going to eat the like students on pizza. Oh, maybe, yeah. But who's <laughs> making the fucking pizza dough? Have they made their <laughs> yeah. pizza dough? Because you got to let that shit rest. <clears throat> well, the, I mean, they're eleven and twelve. They clearly don't know what they're doing when they're cooking pizza. So, ah, oh, that's true. Unless they bought one of them shit fucking pre-baked pizza bases. Where's the oven, though, Jimmy? Or the microwave? They've not thought this through. They haven't, they haven't thought this through. Did, it, did they bring any mozzarella? Where's the basil? You know. Can I and have then they're going to get in an li- argument where one of them says, maybe we should put pineapple on it. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, of course. Come on, love. Let's have a pineapple and penis pizza. It'd be delicious. <laughs> no, you don't put pineapple on a pizza. That's disgusting. The penis... Makes more sense. It's a meat. Penis is fine. Nah, you gotta cut that you gotta cut that like sour taste from the penis with a, with some pineapple. <laughs> Alright, well uh... anyway. I d I don't know what happened to them. I think I think they blamed I don't I I think they got that they got their head around Satanism and things very wrong. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, they've got that. The they were whole... probably looking for something to blame. Yeah, what they should have been doing was listening to some badass punk rock and metal, drinking beers. Yeah. Smoking a big joint. Yeah. Just. They might doing be doing it. This was 2018. Three years ago, they're 11 and 12. They got caught planning to do something horrendous, but they were young enough to probably get away with it in some way. I guess they went to juvie. They probably went to juvie. They'd probably be out next year, wouldn't they? Something like that. And they'll be teenagers. They've been looking up how to make pizza for the last few years. They've taken a cookery course in juvie. Yeah. Uh, Fine meats, and they're going to come out. Fine meats. Well, yeah, we'll give you an update in two years when they've been arrested again. (laughs) I've got fine meat, but that's only... It's 
fine because my penis is small. Fine. <laughs> It's more of a scissor job than a pizza cutter job, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a nail scissor job rather than a <laughs> nail scissors, those yeah. massive scissors <laughs> that your mum used to have. How do you know what scissors my mum used to have? <laughs> Every mum had those massive scissors. Didn't <laughs> yeah. <you? laughs> yeah. Well, she was so disappointed when she didn't get to use the massive scissors, your mum. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got right. any tweezers, Mrs. Gathercole? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we mosey on over? Yeah. To the master of the macabre. Master of the macabre. Welcome to the master of the macabre. We're going to choose our favourite performer from the film The Devil Rides Out. And if we get it wrong, don't worry. We'll just turn back time and we'll do it all again and it'll be fine. <laughs> Yay! Yay! No mistakes can ever be made and no one will ever die. Ready? Always. I'm always <laughs> ready. I'm primed. All right. Well, give me your prime suspect for Master of the Macabre. Day, it? Yeah. Well, yeah, but I thought we were going to like bounce back and forth a bit before we just landed on it. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Oh, um, okay. Uh, yeah, it's Christopher Lee. Yeah, it's Christopher Lee. <laughs> so I, I want to mention Paul Eddington. Okay. He played Marie's husband. In, in case you didn't. Oh, which uh, talk about. Marie was the one with the short ginger hair. Yes. Her husband, I can't remember his character's name, Paul Eddington. So I really liked Paul Eddington because he had this cheeky persona going on. He was uh, Jerry in The Good Life, if you don't know who he is. Uh, he played this part really well. I think he at least deserves the mention because he was great. And in life, he was a great person. And we may never get to give kudos to him again because as far as I'm aware, he wasn't in much horror. He was in Yes Minister and Yes Prime Minister. Okay. Um, I do know a little bit as well. He died in 1995. Yeah. Um, of, um, he had um, a rare type of cancer. And he was diagnosed with that at the age of 28. Uh, so he was, I think he was in his 30s, must have been about 33-ish when he did this film. Yeah. Uh, so he had like he was acting with this. He he already knew that he was diagnosed with this rare form of cancer, but then he made it all the way to 1995. Yeah, and he was fighting it the whole time. Apparently, he just kept coming back. Oh. He died of it in 1995. There we go. Lovely. Not lovely, but you know. <laughs> wow, is it a lovely factoid or whatever? It's whatever. Like, it's lovely that. It's not lovely that he was diagnosed with it, but it's lovely he was no. diagnosed at 28 and fought it so yeah. well until 1995. And he was yeah. a lovely gentleman. Well, but... I recognised this uh, actor in it who played Simon, and I didn't know fucking why. I recognise him as well, and I still don't know why. Has he just got one of those right. faces? Kind of got one of those faces. I'm never. I'm not... A, you'll know it because we're British and we'll have seen it. Unless you're a fan. I oh, you found out who he was? Yeah, only because Nat told me. She sort of shouted it out. 
okay. while you were watching it. But, you know, English people will know it, but he's in um, a soap called Emmerdale Farm. Is he? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But then when you see him now, if you, you'll just have to Google a picture of what he looks like because you'll recognise him because you'll see it. Is it exactly the same? Bit older. Yeah, but he's old and shit, but he's in Emmerdale. There you go. He was in Emmerdale. <sighs> Bet he was in the break room. Was, oh, I used to I've been in a film with Christopher fucking Lee. And I'm Probably, here. yeah. Probably. And right, we... Paul Eddington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're giving it to Christopher Christopher Lee, right? Well, yeah. I mean well, hold on. We gotta give uh we gotta give a shout out to the guy who played the Makato as well, actually. Oh uh, yeah. He played, um... oh, fuck. What was his name? Blofeld. Blofeld in, uh, in Joe's Bond. In Joe's Bond. <laughs> right, time I did Michael Caine. It was only a matter of time before you went full Michael Caine. <laughs> My name is Joe's Bond. <laughs> and Should've I been. am a nosy spy. <laughs> Should have been. So he was Blofeld. Uh... Christopher Lee was Scaramanga. Yeah. No, yeah, quite quite good. Couple of couple of Bond villains there. Couple of Bond villains in a shitty film. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you thought this film was shitty. Nah, it was alright. And he was also in a he was the kind of the narrator in the Rocky Horror Picture Show as well. Oh, okay. Yes. What do you mean kind of? The left. because uh, he only flat flashes up in it a little bit (laughs) okay so he gets a nice second place can you remember his name because i'm not looking at my notes uh i just just jeremy fonday it was charles gray charles gray charles Charles gray jeremy i was just making up a name knowing that one, no one's listening. And two, the people that are listening aren't going to check. <laughs> <laughs> good point, actually. Fucking good point. Uh, I want to give the award to the most terriblest actor in it. Okay. Who was the woman who played Tanith. Okay. Oh, okay. She was, she was terrible. I thought you were going to go for Marie. Which one was Marie. Short, oh, the ginger red-ed. woman. No, she was all right. She was good. I liked her. But uh, Tanith, no. Nike. Okay. Uh, actually, it's the child. Oh, yeah. She's riding around on a fucking imaginary horse. She retarded. She what? had a fall. <laughs> my, my sister used to do that a lot. Nat and... used to do it as well, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and she went, oh, I used to do that. And Nat and my sister are both suffered falls and uh, a little bit. I said, I said, yeah. are you retarded? Because <laughs> you lose your horse. No, we used to do it. We used to put up different size things and jump over them. So you just ran around jumping over things. <laughs> Where was the horse? No, you don't run over jumping over things. They run over like they're a two-legged horse. They run uh, still... like if you, if you imagine a horse running, but take away the front legs. No, take away the back legs. So it's like, right, that, that's that's what they do. I can't explain it. I'm sure boys do weird things that girls don't understand. Well, yeah. Like, well, no. Playing war, that's, like, normal. (laughs) Yeah? 
Yeah, playing war. Climbing. Anyway, I should I should put in here just for uh, covering ourselves that boys and girls can all play all games. I'm sure there are boys that pretend <sighs> to ride horses. Yeah, of course. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. And there's ladies that went to war. Okay. <laughs> Let's, stop. Let's stop this before I start saying something that I'll regret. <laughs> Should we move on? Christopher Lee! <laughs> oh, yeah. Christopher Lee wins the Madhouse. What is he, Lynn? No, let me start again. Christopher Lee's... We forgot. We, we need to mention a little bit more about Christopher Lee, though, about his Lord of the Rings. Uh, go ahead. Okay, he was in Lord of the Rings. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and Star Wars. Star Wars. Uh, he's got a lot of uh, metal albums out. Yeah. Quite good. I quite like them. Quite fun. He was once... Is it, It's Christopher Lee, I think, where a director said to him... Uh, something. Fuck me, that was brilliant. He fought in the Second World <laughs> War, didn't he, Christopher Lee? Yeah. And a director once said to him, just to imagine what it's like uh, when someone gasps when you stab them in the back. And he went, oh, I don't need to imagine. They don't gasp. <laughs> oh, yes, it is something like that. A, <laughs> yeah. a mate of mine told me that the other day, actually, yeah. <laughs> and that director was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Right, Christopher Lee, ladies and gents. Master of the macabre, ladies and gents. What's next up, Jimmy? Uh, it's some kind of rating. The Madhouse Rating System. Right, this is the section where we offer up all the juicy little ratings for this film. It's the Madhouse Rating System! First up. To the altar. It's tension and suspense. It's middle middle of the road on both counts, Jimmy. I think it does have its moments. I did think that Satan cult leader man was going to cut the throat of a little girl at one point, but she was saved at the last minute, unfortunately. <laughs> yep. I did not particularly find the ending satisfying. It was not a crescendo of tension. It had that tension. Then they did a whole turn back time thing that kind of ruined the last bit of suspense. Yes. Uh, and I'm thinking maybe half a devil's horn. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think like that. That's a bit of a. It's a bit. It's one of them shit endings where it's like you could either go right. Oh, hold on. We've turned back in time. Everything's back to normal again. Well, hey. Or they wake up and it's like, oh, it's all been a dream. Yeah, it was a cop-out. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've just been in a coma. Yeah. That kind of thing. I don't know. I've not read the book, so... It seems I the don't... only reason they did that turn back time thing was so that a couple of the characters didn't have to die. Yeah. But what's yeah. wrong with a couple of characters dying in a horror film? It seems pretty standard to me. Yeah. Well, um, I wouldn't give it any. Ooh, no horn. I wouldn't give it... Ooh, no, I've not got the horn for this one. <laughs> okay. Zero, then. Zero horn. Easy. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> We've got gore and visual effects. 
Uh, the massive spider shots were hilarious. <laughs> yes, good, yes. But I expect they were pretty good for the time. They had some shots of a spider at real size next to the edge of a tiny bit of fake set. You know that circle they were all lying down in? <laughs> yeah. They had a tiny bit of that, like, drawn on some wood. Yeah. Uh, and that just looked bad. Uh, they had the video of a tarantula enlarged over the video of actors pretending to be scared by a spider that wasn't in the room with them, so the eyes are slightly looking in the wrong direction. And because the spider had been filmed in normal size and then stretched to be big on the screen... It basically had like three pixels. It, it looked like an eight-bit video game. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think they did the best with it they could at the time. Yeah, I, yeah, okay. But, but I think I don't think they I don't think they should have done the they should have done just kept the enlarged spider instead of then cutting to that. The, the normal size spider next to the, the tiny drawn-out circle and the tiny uh, can, candle holder thing. Yeah. It just didn't look right. Just cut in between the two bits. It, did, it, it didn't fly. Yeah. Uh, oh, nice. And uh... <laughs> Hey! <laughs> I can imagine at the time... Caught the big... you in my web of puns. <laughs> oh, spin me another one. <laughs> uh, I can imagine the big spider thing looking good for the time. Yeah. Uh, but I still think the cut in between the two would have kind of ruined the illusion at the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lots of smoke machine action when the goat devil is chilling out on the rock. So that was another effect to light. I quite liked uh, the car chase because that was actually good. Was... That was actually good. That was probably one of the best bits of the film, the car chase. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I was thinking that at the time, that they are ragging these cars. <laughs> they're, they're really good. good. It, and it looked actually really good. They're, like, they're almost drifting these 1920s skidding yeah. around corners. It's amazing. There are some good yeah. driving in those car scenes. And those cars themselves are sexy as fuck. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. Like You see those people on documentaries who are attracted to cars and have sex with cars, and you think, what the hell? Why are you want to have sex with a Ford Kia. I, I would be, understand more if it was one of these cars. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I don't personally want to bone one. I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> there, was a, there, was a, there was a good bit where Rex goes to um, Christopher Lee's character and says, oh, I'm going to need I'm going to need to borrow a car. And Christopher Lee's like, yeah, just take any of them. Like he's got fucking loads of them. Yeah, and he takes he, take, he takes that he takes that. I don't know what car it was. He comes like out in the Batmobile. <laughs> yeah, like that convertible one. Yeah, he's taking the fancier. <laughs> yeah. And he left it there, and it got no, it got nicked. Somebody <laughs> nicked it, and he came back and get another one. And he crashed one. Yeah, he's fucking like three cars. He fucked up. <laughs> yeah, uh, the projection behind the cars is shite, but you know, nineteen sixties, whatever. Yeah. Um, so what would you want to give it for visual effects? You're giving it no horn. Maybe give it half a horn. Just a horn that needs the little nail scissors or a full pair of scissors horn or the full horn that needs a pizza cutter. Well, I just want to mention, <laughs> yeah, I just want to mention what gave me the horn. Was <laughs> when they were, when he, when Rex was driving after um, that woman, I can't remember her name. The ad, something began with T. And then uh, Makoto, he made his windscreen go grey. Oh, and yeah. Then, 
Rex's manly thing to do was just to punch a hole in the windscreen. <laughs> it was a good, that was a good punch hole as well, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, I like that. If that was me, I'd be like, ah, and the window wouldn't move. <laughs> but my well, you couldn't do broken. it now because it's all reinfororced, isn't it? Shatterproof. Yeah, and uh, but he punched a hole in the perfect spot, and it was it wasn't a perfect hole, but it was in the perfect place. Yeah, it was just pow. And um, then his acting after that was great because the wind coming through the hole, he yeah. was like, "My eyes." Yeah, trying to concentrate while driving. Yeah. Good. Um, buckets of water being thrown on them as they went through puddles. <laughs> Brilliant. See, I don't know. Then I don't know whether to give it half a horn or not. I'm really, I'm really. Torn by the horn. <laughs> oh, that sounds painful, <laughs> mate. You want to see a doctor? <laughs> it's the way I'm sat. Um, I don't. I don't know. What are you saying? What is? What's your gut saying? I want to give it a semi horn. Okay, so that's a half horn. Yeah. All right, we'll give it half horn. Right. That's one half horn. No, it's a half horn. <laughs> right. Next <laughs> up, it's performance. Probably, it's not even my favourite standing for stars we've ever had. <laughs> it's usually a star system. Occasionally, we substitute something to do with the film. This one's panning out nicely comedically. But we are now performance. Yes. Uh, Charles Gray was very good as a wild-eyed Satanist dude who looks calmly miffed all the time. He looks like he's annoyed his paper didn't get delivered. That's yeah, or that he's got piles. Yeah. Or that he, there's like I don't know his eyes are wide. That's just that was his two things. Yeah. I miffed the paper hasn't delivered. It's uncomfortable to sit down. Yeah, my shoes don't fit. And yeah, for some reason I need to have my eyes wide open. Because the wife hasn't put the the tea on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that he did it. He did that well. I started off praising him then, and then I completely ripped him a new one. <laughs> 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 yeah, he, he did it. He did that quite well, what he was doing. Uh, obviously, we said he's Blofeld. He's Blofeld and Diamond's off forever. He's not the only Blofeld. Christopher Lee is awesome and just so, so, so cool. And I thought Eddington was cool and humorous. And everyone else was a bit forgettable. Like you said, Maria, she was quite good. Yeah, but then she was only a little bit in it. There's only two good actors in it, and that's them two. Yeah. Blofeld and Scaramanga. No, and Eddington. Mm. Watch it again. There's, you only know two, I mean. there's only two good actors in this film. It's Blofeld cheeky. Blofeld and Scaramanga. <sighs> all right, well, what do you want to give it for those three good well, actors? I want to give it... I'm going to give it the horn all day long for Christopher Lee. He's got my horn. Christopher Lee's got, your got horn. our horn. Uh, our horn. It's a double horn. Yeah. Roast that one. Well, let's not go there. Right. That's one horn and a half. Next up, musical score and sound effects. Uh, honestly, I didn't write anything down here. <laughs> well, it's a classic. It's a classic Hammer Horror score, isn't it? Yeah. It had a soundtrack. I can remember it had a soundtrack. It was okay. Nothing special, nothing terrible. I it's usually all... make more notes. I've forgotten to make notes on this section. Half a horn. Well, 
it's all it's all strings and stuff like that. All of the all your classic, what we'd call classic horror soundtrack now. All the yeah strings, orchestra stuff going on. Yeah, buildy oh, uppy I, bits, uh, letty downy yeah. bits. Another buildy uppy bit, a letty downy bit. Some strings, some suspense, a crescendo, yeah. percussion bits. Yeah. You're listening to the Madhouse podcast where. We just talk amazingly about musical score. Being musicians, this is our area. So, yeah. <laughs> what are you saying? Well, I think my brilliant description I just did says it all. Yeah. I, well, you know, it was well done. It was what it was. Half a horn. Half a horn. Right, we're on two horns. Two horns, that's five horns. Okay, so the last bit. This is where we slit the goat's throat. This is overall experience. Ooh. How did it make you feel? <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, all right. Yeah, it's like I said, it's not It's not my favourite. It's probably been in my bottom quarter of Hammer Horrors. I don't know why everybody else online praises it so much. Yeah, bigged it up a lot. Bigged it up a lot. Do you oh, think people excited. just get on the Christopher Lee train? Well, he was the only good part in it. I know. I think because it's Christopher Lee, it's that name, it's that actor. He he is who he is in it, and people go, "Yeah, it's amazing." When if they actually took Christopher Lee out of that picture, well, who would the other actors be talking to? Just like. Blank. Well, all right, it, you substitute it for um, someone else brilliant like Paul Eddington. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't yeah. think we should leave it flaccid completely at two. Oh well, no! So I think we should go for okay. the full semi at two and a half. No, I think we. I think no. I think we 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 play it too fast and loose with the rating. I think we need to be. I think we need to be harsh sometimes and we need to leave it at the two okay i don't think i'm gonna watch this film again no yeah fair play but i would happily watch curse of frankenstein revenge of frankenstein yeah okay frankenstein monster and the monster from hell i'd happily watch all them again i have to watch all the draculas again i will give it a i will settle with you on a strict two out of five if going forwards from this point forth into the future, we have to carry on being strict. Yeah. With well, our score. I thought we were. <laughs> no, no, we've never been strict. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't care. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't I think as... we care so much that we I... are strict. Yeah. Just I think it's it. more. I... Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's the equivalent of us being at the bar, having a few drinks. Uh, and then just go in. Yeah, it's shots. Yeah, let's, this is shots. Yeah, yeah, more. And you're drunk like, listening yeah. to a band, and it's amazing. And then you you buy yeah. the demo, and then when you're sober, you listen to it, and you go, "That that I was definitely caught up in the moment and the alcohol." Yeah, and you realise it's ours and it's shit. Yeah, well, <laughs> oh, fuck. I was offered this for free, and I said no. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's leave it at two. That's yeah. it. Done. Yeah. Jimmy's Film Choice Challenge.
Right, you're going to have to pause because I haven't picked it. Okay, and I want to have a drink. Okay. Okay, so I've had a think and I've had a drink. I think... (laughs) (laughs) I'm picking this. I'm I'm not really a big fan of them. But it is a franchise, so that is a clue. And it is kind of a franchise that I'm going to want to watch. I'm gonna be putting it on on a Sunday. Me and that, we're gonna have a couple of drinks, so we could we could we could watch over consecutive Sundays because there's quite a few of them. But anyway, here we go. I'm rambling now. Right, ready? Yep. A year after the murder of her mother, a teenage girl is terrorized by a new killer, who targets the girl and her friends by using a horror films as part of a deadly game. You look really happy. <laughs> it's uh, scream. Yeah, boy! Blah, blah, blah. Yeah! Nice choice. Yes. Yes. There's been a few times where I've thought, should we delve into the scream? And I'm glad you've chosen it. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm excited to watch. I'm going to watch them all again. Uh, it's been a long time. I'm not, I'm not a massive fan, but... I, because I tell you for why. All right, tell me for why. I feel it is more of a. I, I think they're more of a guilty secret horror film. Yeah. So you've got your scream, and my guilty secret is the whole Final Destination. Oh yeah. Franchise. I fucking love that shit. I thought you were going to choose Final Destination this week. Oh, I can't wait for the new one. The new one's going to be sick. I but weirdly, I watched Scream Four. Maybe a couple of months ago, but for the first time. And Scream 5 is coming out at some point. Yeah. And I also caught the last, it was on TV, of a Final Destination that I hadn't seen before. How many are there so far? Uh, Five, I want to say five. I saw, I've seen the first three, so this is four or five. And they introduced that new kind of thing where if you kill someone, you take whatever life they had left. Okay, yes. So you pass it okay. on. And I, and that looked, and I thought, oh, you know what? I haven't watched these because I thought it's going to have run dry by now. But they had introduced some new stuff that kept it interesting and fresh. So I'm going to uh, work through the Final Destinations as well. But I'm obviously going to work, yeah. work my way through the Screams now. Yeah, I'm going to do the Screams. And after doing The Evil Dead the other day, I've watched the rest of the, that trilogy again this week. Nice. Nice. That's a good thing about us doing this podcast. For us, for me personally, I it kicks me off into watching things that I probably wouldn't do if it wasn't. What are you doing? I'm messing with my cable. It's a cable. <laughs> yeah, you're messing with your cable. Just getting my nail scissors out. <laughs> Get them nail scissors out, boy. Right. <laughs> right, Scream is your choice. Uh, and we're doing good for time. We have a band and a track. Jimmy. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Do you want to do the introduction? Not really, because I don't know what it is. <laughs> you do it. Oh, I thought I told you. No. <laughs> the band is Boo, Mo- Boo Movie Brits. <laughs> Boo Movie Brits. Boo, Boo Movie, which is kind of true. B Movie Brits. Okay. Featuring the drummer and bass player of Headstone Horrors. Luke Birch and Andy Bones. Definitely not biased, this podcast, is it? 
You know what? I chose. We did Headstone Horrors last week because I didn't want to fuck it up for another band. I didn't want to do it and it'd be bad. I uh, I'm doing B Movie Brits because it's Hera- Headstone Horrors adjacent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sensible. And then we should be in the swing of it. Uh, not judging by this intro. <laughs> <laughs> I'll practice over the next two weeks and we'll do another band next week and we'll probably talk about what that who that band should what that band should be when we've finished this podcast. Okay. But this song is B Movie Brits Break Your Bones. That was Break Your Bones by B-Movie Brits. Check them out on Spotify and all the places you can stream music, courtesy, I believe, of Hellsound's Tunes. If you like them, go and buy all the stuff, CDs, merch, and whatever other wares they're flogging at bmoviebrits.bandcamp.com, all lowercase, no hyphen. We will have another band for you next week. But for now, we're done, Jimmy. Yeah! End of the episode. I'm going to go get me some penis pizza. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Don't put... No, put pineapple on it. What did we decide? Pineapple? Penis? Yeah, pineapple. Pineapple because the penis is sour. Yes, that was the one. How could I forget? <laughs> <laughs> and what you shouldn't forget, listener, is to subscribe to the Madhouse podcast. On your favourite podcast app, iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and email Jimmy your homophobic rants and I'm totally not gay at nooutlook.com. <laughs> and me, Jimmy and myself will see you in a fortnight for our next episode on... Come on, love. Let's have a pineapple and penis pizza. It'd be delicious.